We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs, co-host TJ Inman will be along with us shortly and we welcome in Matt Weaver from Keegs.com to get a recruiting update on a busy June at IU football. Uh, but first, a word from our friends at SeatGeek. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, SeatGeek can do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA, that's ACAA, at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. Uh, what are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have tickets. All right, now we welcome in TJ Inman uh, and Matt Weaver to the show. Uh, TJ, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, very excited to talk uh, IU recruiting with, uh, with Matt. He's uh, the best at this, so you know, having the expert on to cover um, what has been a pretty exciting weekend for Indiana football uh, after a couple of perhaps frustrating ones. It was good to uh, land some commitments to some really good players. Yeah, IU has landed uh, five commitments in June. Uh, Matt, how is it, it's about that same time again as last year where IU had that wave of, of commitments. What is the factor here? Is it kids coming in for official visits? Is it kids coming in for camps? What is it about this middle of June, end of June, uh, that uh, IU football likes so much? Well, I think with the guys that you're bringing in now, these are the guys that, um, you know, you, you have, you know, basically indicated that they're going to decide around this time of the year. I mean, if you got a guy who's, you know, telling you that he's going to decide – um, you know, November, December, unless it's a local guy, you know, somebody that's within driving distance that you can get down, you know, later on on an unofficial visit, um, you know, you're not going to bring that kid on an official. So these are the guys, you know, so the ones that were from farther away, Florida and, and places like that, um, you know, they're, you know, they pretty much indicated that they're closing in on a decision. So, you know, this is the time to bring them in. You know, this is kind of your last chance to bring them on an official visit and, you know, these are guys they've been working hard for a while, been recruiting for a while, and, and, um, and you know, obviously it went well this weekend with a few of them, and, uh, you know, it looks like it, it went well with all of them, but it looks like obviously a few of them have, have already pulled the trigger, and, you know, I won't be surprised if we see a few more here in the next uh, uh, upcoming days. 
All right, let's go through these guys uh, one by one, Matt. Uh, let's start with Lemuel Neely Watley. Uh, hopefully, I didn't butcher his name. I probably did. I apologize. Uh, he's a wide he's a wide receiver, defensive back out of Michigan. He's teammates with uh, Rayshon Williams, who's a four star receiver uh, from Martin Luther King. Was this? Do you envision him playing defense? And what kind of prospect is he? Yeah, I think he'll be a corner. I think that's what they recruited him to play. I mean, obviously, you know, the receivers going to the offensive side of receivers kind of a fallback, but I think the plan is for him to uh, to play corner. Um, and with with him and, and um, uh, Christopher Keys, you know, the commit they got out of uh, Mississippi some a uh, few weeks back, um, they're they're you know right now they're done at corner. I mean, obviously things can change as you get to the season and all that, but. Um, you know, this is an athletic guy. He's got good ball skills for playing receiver, uh, good speed. Um, he kind of, you know, kind of started late at corner. I don't think he played corner until maybe his junior year, maybe last year, and uh, just kind of, you know, kind of took to it. And so, you know, this is a guy that's still his, you know, all guys at this age, their, their uh, development thing is still going up. But his is probably even more so than others just because he's so new to the position and, um, you know, probably still learning it, getting it down. But, uh you know, as far as the physical build, he's got everything you want in the corner. I mean, got pretty good size. He's not a huge corner, but he's not, you know, he's not a, a, a you know, kind of a smaller guy out there either. So, um, played with Rashawn Williams last year, like you said, at King. Um, he's actually uh, transferred to Harper Woods, where his uh, the coach he was played for his first couple of years of high school will be the head coach. So, good prospect. The guy that, um, you know, impressed when he's been out on the camp scene and, and be seen, has been seen by the recruiting guys. And, uh, you know, good get for this for the program. The one question that I had was related to a um, player that, you know, this guy and Rayshon Williams have both played with, uh, Penny Boone, and I, I might have mispronounced that first name, but um, running back that uh, from King uh, in Michigan and Detroit, does this make him uh, perhaps even a, a bigger target for the Indiana staff or – I haven't heard anything on him in a while. Has that ship sailed a little bit, or is Indiana still hot on his trail and these commitments, um, you know, from two guys that he's very familiar with, does that kind of increase how Indiana looks to him? Well, Penny uh, recently uh, uh, committed to Maryland. I think it was in the last week or so. Um, I I would guess they'll still talk to him. The thing is that that, – you know, running back, I'm, they would take a guy like him. But it's you know, with with what they have, and on paper, you're not due to lose anything. You know, they're gonna they're gonna be obviously highly selective at running back, and in a class where you don't expect to get to 25, you have limited spots. I mean, if he if he had a change of heart or if he wanted to come for a visit, I'm sure they would be open to it, um, because obviously Petty Boone's a really good player. Um, but it's not one of those things where it's an urgent deal or where you you know you really have to you really have to go all out because you need to take a guy at that position. I mean, it's, it's more of a luxury than a need. So, but with two, two guys that he obviously, you know, um, you know, two guys that he played with and knows well, um, I would think you'll still be in my card, obviously is a guy that, you know, we last year, you know, he was part of the flipping Samson James and, you know, I'm sure he'll still stay in contact and, you know, but he's, you know, he's, he's not going to chase the guy just for the sake of chasing him. But if, uh, if there's a chance if the door is still, you know, slightly ajar, I'm sure they'll keep, you know, they'll keep trying. And then Dexter Williams, uh, the next guy we can talk about, 
um, Hunter Deckers, uh, you know, quarterback that they were very high on, but Dexter Williams, by all accounts, was right there at the top of their wish list. And uh, big commitment from the quarterback right after Deckers commits to Iowa State. So if you if you could talk about Dexter Williams and kind of the what he brings to the position, and also I know something that you mentioned um, before on a podcast with us was. Indiana was looking for a quarterback that, if necessary, could contribute at other positions, and Williams seems to bring that. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, like you said, they, you know, Hunter Deckers and Dexter were the top two guys, and, and you know, um, Hunter was offered first, and the way they did it is they were very transparent and open with Dexter and his, his coach and his family, and, you know, told him this is the guy we offered first, and we're going to wait to see what he says. If he would have been offered first, it would have been, you know, you would have had the first uh, – first chance to say yes or no and and uh, but they 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 really love both guys um a little bit you know i mean you know kind of similar but different i mean hunter six two six two and a half two hundred and i don't know 25 30 pounds can get runs well but more of a straight line guy you know you know is but kind of a physical guy but throws the ball really well athletic and four four sport athlete there and then Dexter is a guy more wiggle, uh, a little bit smaller, six one, um, 190 pounds, can really run. As you can see, if you watch his highlights, um, really good arm. Um, you know, can make. Uh, you know, something I heard about his workouts is that he really impressed Coach DeBoer, Coach Allen, when he came on campus and threw the ball. Can really rip it. Um, you know, probably a, a little bit more raw. You know, which is not a huge deal. I mean, he's he's going to be a redshirt guy. I mean, you know, obviously you can't yeah. predict the future, but the plan is you bring him in, you redshirt him, you kind of bring along it, bring him along at the pace that's good for his development. You don't have to throw him to the wolves hopefully too soon. But you know, Jack Tuttle and Michael Penix ahead of him, so um, you know it's uh, you know I, I like this I like this get. You know, he plays down in Georgia. You know, plays at a smaller school, but still Georgia football is Georgia football. Um, you know, this is uh, he's a bright case. See some of his offers they get like Navy and some other schools where obviously you gotta gotta have some intelligence to be considered by them. And, and uh, um, I've talked to him a couple times. He's a gr- great kid. Uh, really excited to be uh, the quarterback in this class for Indiana. And, and um, I think once they get him in and get him, you know, polish off some of the rough edges and, and, and coach him up, I think he's gonna be got a chance to be a heck of a player. And like you said, if need be. You know, he, he's a guy you could probably move out to receiver. You could probably play him at DB. I mean, he's got some position versatility, and for whatever reason, quarterback wasn't the best spot for him. Um, he, he could move to other spots for you. Matt, a lot of IU fans, a few of them have commented on the site about how they don't really understand why this is a good fit um, with the three quarterbacks coming back. Is there a certain amount of, you know, number of scholarship quarterbacks that this staff wants to have at their disposal? Well, I mean, ideally, I think I think most schools would tell you they'd want four, you know, minimum. I, I think that's going, you know, I think year in and year out, that's probably going to be unrealistic, um, you know, but just because it's just the way it is nowadays with the transfer portal and guys able to kind of jump ship at a drop of a hat it's going to be tough. I think if you can keep three consistently year in and year out and maybe occasionally have a year where you, you got four, I think you're doing well. Um, you know, obviously if you get down to two, you're playing with fire. And we've seen that, you know, a couple of times uh, in the recent years with Indiana with injuries or transfers or whatever the reason it was, they, they were kind of down with their backs against the wall. As far as if somebody got hurt, you were really in a tight spot. So, um, you know, I'm not really sure why why you, people wouldn't think it's a good fit. I think it's a great fit. I mean, it's an athletic kid who can really throw the ball. 
Um, and like I said, as, as, as TJ mentioned, you got position versatility. And, you know, I mean, who knows what's going to happen going forward. I mean, you got two quarterbacks in the same class. One of them, only one of them could play. Um, I'm not saying Tuttle or Penix is going to transfer, but like I said, it's just the nature of today's foot, college football with quarterbacks. You know, guys get antsy if they're not playing. And, you know, if uh, Peyton Ramsey loses the job this year, he's going to have a decision to make in about, you know, six months. I mentioned that on the board. He's uh, on our board. He, uh, he'll he be a redshirt junior this fall and, and obviously would have the ability to grad transfer after the season. I'm not saying he will, but that's something that you've got to look at if you're a coaching staff. I mean, that is that is definitely got to be in your line of thinking. And, you know, there's been no indication that's going to happen. But, you just you know, if he wants to play college football and he loses the job to Michael Penix this year or Jack Tuttle, it's not going to be at Indiana more than likely. So, you know, I, I think it's a great fit, a great pickup. And, and uh, you know, I think they, I think Coach DeBoer was very meticulous and patient in his recruiting, and I think it paid off with a good prospect. I, I agree with that. Uh, let's move on. The The next guy who's committed in the last four hours is Amaris Brown, a safety out of Armwood, a three-star player. Had seven interceptions last year as a junior. What does he bring to the table? Obviously, he brings great ball skills, but what else does he he bring to the table for, for this IU staff? Yeah, he's an athletic guy. You know, not as not as big as some of the safeties they've gotten recently with, like, uh, Devon Matthews or Dewan Burgess or Jamar Johnson, um, you know, guys like that who are tick taller. I mean, he's not, he's not small, but, you know, he's listed at six foot. He's probably more around 5'11". Um, you know, guys tend to, coaches tend to, you know, uh, fudge a little bit, but still plenty of, plenty of size. He's played corner. So he's a guy that, you know, he'll be a safety, but you could probably, you could probably slide him over. If you had to, you could play him a corner. You know, he might be a guy that can, can that grows into um, the nickel safety, which is the Husky position. You know, you could, you might be able to use him some there. Um, but, you know, just like you said, he's a ball hawk. I mean, have that many interceptions. Um, that's impressive. Um, you know, athletic guy. Um, obviously, he's got good hands. To, you know, to to uh, to come up with those picks. Um, you know, and, and Armwood High School is just a phenomenal, phenomenal football program. And we're talking about one of the better programs in the state of Florida. And if you're one of the better programs in the state of Florida, you're quite frankly one of the better programs in the country because that's just you know that's that's top notch football, um, high school football down there. So this is a good player. Obviously, from Tim High School, James Miller. They didn't play together. He actually transferred in there from another high school. He transferred in. After the 2000, I think it would have been the 2017 season. So James Miller was um, had just that was his senior year, I believe. So they didn't play together. So they kind of passed, but not really as teammates. But still a great program, uh, you know, good player, and, and uh, I think he's going to fit in well. The you know, good thing is with the depth you have at safety, you don't have to throw him in right away. That's that's one thing with these last year recruiting classes. These guys coming in, I mean, a lot of them will play because you have to play freshmen. The, the scholarship limitation is 85, but you know, at some positions, you don't have to force them in. You can take them along slowly, maybe do the four-game thing, play them on special teams, just let them kind of get used to the speed of the game before they have to really take on a heavier burden, you know, playing defense or offense or whatever it may be. TJ, any questions? It would uh, would Noah Pierre be a, a somewhat of a good comp for him? Yeah, I think Amaris has probably got a little bit better size. I, I – uh, Maybe Sammy and me were talking earlier today. I, I think I think a little bit more athletic, Cole Bryant. It's kind of maybe, and I, you know, that's just kind of you know, okay. being just kind of, you know, what I mean, he's probably you know, size wise, maybe the same as Khalil. I'm trying to think what Khalil's listed at. He might be a tad bigger than Khalil. He's definitely bigger than Noah, uh, Noah Pierre. Now, Noah 
because uh, you know if anybody's seen that kid can really he, he athletically he's gifted. I mean he's not he's not like super tall, but I mean he is he can really run. I mean this is a kid that he no one could be there. Uh, you know if Kim Jones goes to state or he might be the backup husky. I mean he's he's a physical kid even though he's not real big, um, but he can run and tackle and so um, but he's probably a little bit bigger than him. But that's not a terrible comparison. I just I think size wise he's a little bit bigger. So but um you know. You're getting kids from Florida, you know, they can play football down there, as I said. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other hits in June uh, were Christopher Keys down at a at a Mississippi and um, Caleb Murphy from uh, from Campbellsburg, Indiana. These were two two guys who the staff, you know, looked under every stone. Uh, to find in, in, in these small towns, um, I, th- I think Campbellsburg had like a population of about 500, and, and um, Collins, Mississippi, was a little bit bigger, 2,500. Uh, these two, uh, they, they've kind of gotten lost in the shuffle of, of the last couple of days here. Uh, but what are these? What does Christopher Keys and, and Murphy bring uh, bring to this class? Well, Christopher Keyes brings speed to the to he's gonna be a cornerback. Uh, I, I was told at the camp that he was he was timed at a four four. So even if you you know you factor in a little bit of you know with the hand time being a little bit off, that's still fast. I mean, even if there are a couple tenths off, that's still running in the four fours at six one. He's gonna get bigger. You know, he's probably around one hundred seventy pounds, but you know that's not that's not gonna be an issue. He's got another year of high school, and then when you get him in on a college weight program, that won't be an issue. But he's got that length. You know, six one, and then like I said, the uh, the um, the speed and athleticism. Um, you know, and it's interesting. Uh, you know, he's he's from down there. Uh, uh, Coach Walmack, the D coordinator, Kane Walmack, is from down there, and um, you know, uh, uh, so he knows that state really well. Knows a lot of coaches, and his dad being down there knows a lot of coaches. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, you look at his offer list, you're kind of like, huh? But you know, and I know his rating got by two four seven guy was pretty good. Um, this is a kid. I think you know this could be a Matthew Bedford type situation where they might have to they might have to you know fight for him till the end. But you know he uh, he's a solid commit and uh, you know good pickup. Um, Caleb Murphy, yeah, like you mentioned, little small town in Southern Indiana, um, but a big frame. I mean, this he listens to D line, but he's really more of a jumbo athlete. He could play D line. Um, you know he's you know he he, he if he played D line, he'd probably grow into a three tech guy. Um, you know, playing D tackle, um, but he, you know, he might be a guy that could be a, kind of a big tight end, or maybe even move to offensive line down the road. Just a big athletic kid. Um, obviously, plays you know small school one A two A football. So the adjustment for him is, is going to be you know, there's going to be an adjustment. He's going to have to you know get used to that speed of the of the game going against you know uh, Division one Big Ten players. But um, I you know I, I saw him at a, at a spring practice and he's got the length. You see his long arms. He's got a frame that really looks like it could support, you know, a good deal of weight and, and you know, make him a really intriguing player. So, you know, this is like another guy, this is another guy where you don't have to rush him on the field. You got plenty of depth, you know, even if it's tight end, O line, D line, you should have plenty of depth and you can you can just kind of figure out where he fits. I mean he's just a he's a big, long athletic kid that, you know, these are the kind of guys I mean he kind of reminds me and this thing could be this the kind of reminds me of guys that you see at Iowa. These, these kind of these kind of farm kids that they can bring in and they put weight on them and they turn into you know really really good players wherever they play them and you know hopefully that that turns out the case turns out to be the case for Caleb. I 
this class now sits at, at nine, nine commitments. It's 59th nationally, 11th in the Big Ten. Uh, how would you judge that how this class is doing this year as, as opposed to last year when IU finished 39th and I believe eighth in the Big Ten? Well, I mean, obviously the rankings are there, but you know, right now it's rankings they can they can fluctuate so much just because one or two guys can make a, a school ranking and the class ranking go up or down depending on what happens with somebody else. And the other thing about this, it's probably not going to finish as high as last year's for the for the bottom line is they're not going to sign as many guys. I mean, they, now could something happen? There's a, you know unforeseen attrition, yeah. But if you sign, if they stay at around 20, which is what it's looking like it's going to be right now on paper, you know, a, a school that signs 25, 26, you know, their average ranking may be lower, but their points will be higher. So that's one thing fans, you know, it's not an apples to apples comparison sometimes in rankings. If a school signs four or five less guys, there's just no way you can be as high ranked um, in the, with the way they do the point system as a school that's got 25, 26 guys. So, you know, I think that I think they're off to a good start. I mean, obviously they, you know, last week they had some guys they wanted that they didn't get. It's disappointing, but you know that's recruiting. I mean, you know, I don't think there's anything in, in particular about last weekend that was bad. It just just the way it goes. I mean, they finished second for Gage Keys, they finished second for Luke Kander, they finished second for Reggie Bracy, and they finished second to you know three programs that are that are you know have been pretty solid. And, and I know Louisville had a bad year, but they've got some new excitement with their coach, the guy from Appalachian State, Minnesota went to a bowl game and. Obviously, Iowa, which is getting Reggie Bracey, is a terrific program. So I don't think there's anything really to it. It's just, you know, those guys, it's just the way it went. And this week, you know, it could be the reverse where you, you get a lot of the guys that you brought on campus. I mean, it's just the way it goes. And, you know, that's why you keep recruiting and, and have a pool of guys at every position and, and you know, that you like, and hopefully you get enough of them. What, uh, With the what spots you... remaining, if I with the ahead, spots remaining, uh, I know that, you know, offensive line is going to continue to be a focus. Uh, Dennis, the uh, potential, I, I don't know if he actually is a four-star, but uh, highly thought of offensive line prospect from Florida. Um, I know that you know, he is high on in Indiana, Indiana very high on him, it seems. Um, you know, a few other offensive linemen, Josh Fryer, um, I you look at an Indiana probably taking another three offensive linemen in this class, and then um, you know, beyond that, maybe a defensive tackle like a Juwan Sparks um, from, uh, I mean, he's, what, 6'2", 320 or something, really, really big kid. Um, and then Tyler Scott is a, a player that Indiana just had on campus from Ohio that I guess you'd call him an athlete. I don't know where Indiana envisions playing him. But to me, when I watched his highlight tape as an amateur, uh, you know, amateur scout, if you will, uh, electric guy that I would want to have the ball in his hands, at slot receiver or something like that. But um, where do you see Indiana turning their attention now to try and uh, keep building this class? Well, I think you get the nail on the head when you start off with the line. They, they, they want to get five in this class, and they've got two. Um, and Luke Wigington and, and uh, Cameron Knight, you know, you, you want to get, you want to try to get three more guys. Josh Fryer's right up there at the top. You mentioned him, and he's taking some visits to some good schools: Oregon, Penn State, um, you know, uh, uh, Ohio State this past week after visiting Indiana. You know, I, I'm kind of hearing that you know Oregon and Penn State might be too far. That this could come down to an Indiana Ohio State battle. 
um, and, you know, that IU is feeling good about their position with him. So, um, you know, it's going to be tough. Obviously, the Buckeyes, you know, they, they typically get who they want, especially when they're going up against an Indiana or an Illinois or Minnesota or Purdue name the school. They usually – and even when they're going up against, you know, traditional powers, they, they get a lot of the guys they want. But he's got the connections to the program, the ties to the university with his with – his, uh, I believe it was both his parents and his dad obviously played at IU and went there. I think his mom went there too. So he'd be at the top of the list. After that, I mean, Dennis is going to be tough. Um, he's a South Florida kid. He went to the Paradise Camp at University of Miami this past weekend. Um, you know, he says he's going to wait, but if they put, if they kind of put the screws to him um, about a decision, I wouldn't be shocked if he kind of caves in and and, and commits down there. But you know, uh, if he doesn't, then obviously he has still got a chance. Other positions, you know, David Baker is announcing this week on Friday. Um, I, I confirmed that today with with David and. At Silt, he's on his profile the 28th, and I feel very good about Indiana's chances here. You know, recruiting's always fluid, but I think they'd like to take three receivers. It'd be my guess. And so you got one, Rashawn Williams, and then obviously if you get David Baker hypothetically, then you got one more spot. I'd like to get a tight end. They had Jalen Williams on campus this past weekend from the kind of the Orlando area. Um, big, tall guy. I mean, really fluid for a guy his size. I watched his highlights and was surprised at how fluid he looked. He, he looks tall, but he doesn't look kind of like a gangly or a deer on skates kind of type of deal. He moves well, and I, they'd really love to get him. Uh, you know, we've been talking about running backs, not a huge need. Uh, D-line, you know, Caleb Murphy might or might not be one, um, but I, they'd like to get three. You mentioned Juwan Sparks. I talked to him, and I think I used really in the driver's seat there. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't pull the trigger this week and, and commit to Indiana. I, I could see that happening. His teammate Jerry Theodore is another guy here they're in great shape with. And if, you know, you could take one more, and then possibly if Caleb Murphy's not an O-liner, if he's an athlete, maybe you take two more if you if you happen to get those two guys. Deontay Craig, obviously, is right there at the top of the list of the guys they'd like to get. Um, Dunn at linebacker, yeah. Dunn now at corner. Then safety, Buddy Mack has moved to the top with Reggie Bracey committing. Um, and they'd like to take two more safeties other than Amaris Brown. So that's kind of the numbers, you know, kind of I don't want to do it fast. Those are kind of where they're at as far as what they're still looking for. Uh, Tyler Scott, you know, could you touch on him real quick? Then you had to sit in a good spot with him. And where do you think uh, they would be playing him? I just love guys like that that you think about, you know, being a, a versatile athlete that you just try and get the ball in their hands. But, you know, again, that's my plan for him, and I'm sure the IU staff would have a uh, much better idea of how to use a player like that if Indiana could land him. But uh, do you think he's as explosive um, as I thought his highlights indicated? Obviously, you're getting the best parts of his game from those tapes, but is that the type of player Indiana would be getting there, kind of a, you know, dynamic athlete that you try to uh, to utilize that explosiveness. Yeah, Tyler's another guy I talked to. Uh, he had a great visit, and his plan was to kind of maybe wait till later in the summer. And he told me he's going to be signed sooner rather than later. And, you know, I don't want to say it's going to happen, but typically when a guy tells you right after a visit that he's getting close to committing, it usually bodes well for the school that he just visited. I mean, that was the case with Reggie Brace. Not always the case, but a lot of times that's the case. And, you know, uh, he's a guy who can be on the inside of the ball now. Um, you know, they've talked. They think he could play. They think he could play all five defensive back positions. They think he play both safety spots, both corner spots, and they even think he could play even the husky spot. Um, but they also think he could be obviously tremendous in offense, like you mentioned, TJ, and then as a returner too. 
Um, I, you know, I asked him what he prefers. He, he told me that yeah, he's pretty open, but if he had to pick, he would probably pick defense. But I think this is a kind of a Reese Taylor type deal. I mean, he's obviously not a, he didn't play the same position, but where you maybe you try to put him on both sides of the ball, get a package for him, because like you said, his burst is really, really uh, impressive when he's got the ball in his hands. I mean, he he gets. I mean, when he gets. It doesn't take him long to get going either. Some guys it takes a few. I mean, he is at top speed like that. And he was just blowing away from guys. Um, and he plays up at, you know, his school's near around Cleveland, I think just south of Cleveland. So, you know, it's probably, you guys think he's playing pretty good competition there in Ohio. Um, and, you know, I'm with you, TJ. He's the kind of guy that, you know, you want more explosive uh, plays on offense. This is the kind of guy that can give it to you um, and help you in that regard. You know, now if you want to try him on both sides, maybe you do that. But I think at the very least, you got to figure out a way, if, he, if you do get him, to put together a package where he's touching the ball five, six, eight times a game on offense because, you know, you give him that many, that many touches, maybe one or two of them could go for, uh, you know, huge plays. All right. Uh, thanks for, thanks for joining us, Matt. And uh, it's, it's been a busy week and, and, you know, I hope for, for everybody's sake, as an IU football fan, you're, our busy continues, but thank you for taking the time out of your day to, to come chat with uh, recruiting with us. No problem, guys. Uh, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Right, Thanks, that was Matt. That was Matt Weaver from Peaks.com. Uh, go over to Peaks.com, read his stuff. He's uh, an absolute great on the IU uh, football beat. TJ, any final thoughts uh, before we wrap up this recruiting podcast? Yeah, I mean, any time you miss out and, you know, second place, while um, it's good to be in those battles and it's good to be close, second place in, in recruiting doesn't get you anything. Uh, and it, it, it was really nice to see uh, a weekend where Indiana was able to, you know, secure a few commitments and be in really good position for others uh, after a disappointing uh, weekend. Like Matt said, there's that happens. It's recruiting, and you're going to have times where you finish second. You're going to have times where you think you're in a good spot. You don't get the guy. Uh, and then, you know, if you're doing it right, you're going to be pursuing a lot of players that a lot of other good schools want. So you're going to hear no quite a bit, but it's important to, you know, not miss on too many of those targets and end up with, you know, your fourth and fifth options on your target list. So, uh, it was nice to see Indiana wrap up and secure some commitments of some players that I'm pretty excited about, and uh, hopefully we'll have more coming soon. Uh, it certainly sounded like Matt was anticipating, and he's put this on the Peaks board as well, so check that out. Uh, he's anticipating some, some good news potentially uh, later this week or early next week from some guys at IU really impressed on their recent visits uh, and they might be close to popping. So uh, exciting time for Indiana to kind of start building this class. Yeah, it's, it's great momentum to start uh, heading into that season. We're already, you know, close to the end of June here. The days are yeah. starting to get a little bit shorter. Hopefully they get a little less rainy um, as we head into summer. As, as Indiana's become far to north here in uh more than just uh, the recruits that Tom Allen's pulling out from the, the Sunshine State, but this is some good momentum that they have going in. Media days are, are about three weeks away, 
and going into that and then fall camp, you need all the momentum that you can have to feel good about your team and your program. And right now, IU has that ball rolling uh, and, and rolling downhill at a, at a significant pace. So, TJ, thanks for joining us on, on this podcast. I believe we'll be back in a couple of weeks to preview midday yep. and, you know, start our coverage for the 2019 Indiana football season. Absolutely. That is really exciting. And uh, thanks for having me on, of course, as always. And everybody, thanks for listening. We are looking forward to uh, continuing the preview content on Hoosier Huddle uh, with the countdown and lots of other fun stuff on the way. Uh, so, you know, head over there, check out the site, of course, and keep on listening because we're going to ramp up our 2019 coverage. It's uh, another college football season that, of course, we're both real excited about. Yep, and just two months away, the the opening game of college football is August 24th featuring Florida and Miami, and that's just two months away. So thanks for, for checking us out. You can find us on the Internet uh, at HoosierHuddle.com. You can find us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle, and you can download the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Armchair Sports, uh, or Armchair All-American uh, and anywhere you can find uh, your podcast. So thanks for joining us. Don't be a stranger. And hopefully uh, you have enjoyed our preseason coverage. Much more to come, as TJ said. Enjoy the rest of this sunny evening while it lasts. And we'll see you in a couple weeks for Media Day. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. 
Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 